Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and I'm the creator of the show Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake because none of us have time to exercise and work out. And me, I'm probably shaking a little bit more than I wish I were. This is going to be a community-hosted podcast, not by me, but by a collection of women all over the country who are going to share their stories, struggles, and solutions, some with their own guests on their episodes, some without. Each one will be a wonderful sampler of a story that you can relate to or that might help you. And I hope that you all enjoy it. Moms don't have time to move and shake. Get moving. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. My name is Evelyn Feldman. I am a mother of two teenage boys. I work in the legal field. I've always had food demons and struggled with my weight since I was a teenager. And so I'm very excited about this episode. I'm going to be talking to Jean Whiteson. She's a nutritionist and health expert. She has many years of experience in both in the United States and abroad. She's been on shows such as Good Morning America, Fox News, The Food Network, and NPR. And she's also the author of a book, Get a Real Food Life. One disclaimer I wanted to add is that you should always contact a medical professional if you have any concerns about your children. And without further ado, I am excited to introduce you to Janine. Hi, Janine. Could you tell us a little background about yourself? Sure. Hi, Evie. Thanks for having me. I'm a nutritionist. I am. I have a master's of science in nutrition, and I have been in private practice in New York City for about 30 years. And that's sort of my background here as far as work's concerned. And as far as being a nutritionist, I have a very personal story where I had severe hypertension, long story short, of course. In 1980, I was hospitalized for about two months and they realized that something was possibly wrong with my kidney um, that was causing hypertension. I had surgery. It was a failure. And, uh, you know, we discussed with the doctor in 1980 about diet, how that affects blood pressure, how my emotions can also affect blood pressure. And the doctors back then said, mm, yeah, that's that has nothing to do with it. But my parents actually changed our whole family's diet getting into more fruits, vegetables, whole grains. And uh, from there sort of just sparked my interest in nutrition and health and well-being. And as I said, I've been doing this for over 30 years now, and it's been it's been great and life-changing, really. Wow. That's so incredible how nutrition made such a difference and changed your whole medical trajectory. So it's it's really um fascinating what a difference good nutrition could make. So yes, you're, yeah. you're like the poster really, child of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's really, you know, food, I, I feel, and my family does feel that food is, is medicinal and obviously p- very pleasurable. So that combined has really helped my family sort of have a, a, a good, healthy food life. Awesome. And so do you have any suggestions on how to raise kids that are healthy eaters? Well, you know, I have uh, two young men in my life. One is 23 right now, one is 17. So it hasn't always been peaches and cream, but we do try and we've tried to instill my husband and I uh, healthy food habits, obviously nothing that aggressive because we didn't want any, you know, food disorders or interesting things going on with, you know, food issues with our kids. So we thought it was important actually from the start to food shop with them. I know it sounds very simple, but since they were babies, we went food shopping with them. We're pretty obsessed with um, 
taking them weekly on the weekends. Obviously, work days are tough for us. And um, we would put them literally in their strollers or in the carts and go food shopping with them and discuss really the perimeters of of the supermarkets and how fruits and vegetables, whole grains, meats, dairy, how this can be really delicious, healthy, nutritious food for us. And we would obviously then bring that food home and cook in front of them. And as they got older, we would um, cook with them. So to this day, my son, who's 23 and 17, they go food shopping on their own a lot and they do actually cook as well, meals in their house. And when they're not with us as well, they cook their meals. So really cooking and, you know, if you shop right, you're going to eat right. And keeping those healthy, delicious foods really as simple as in the front of the refrigerator, not at the back of the refrigerator or cutting up some fruits and vegetables and keeping them on the counter when the kids come home from work, from school, you know, little things like that are going to help your kids develop a really good, healthy lifestyle that is not excessive because we do actually have junk food in our house. So that's another thing we can discuss because uh, we don't demonize food in our house as well. But really, if you shop right, you're going to eat right. Cooking with your kids, I think, is extremely important to teach them how to cook really quick and easy. My family is very into quick and easy meals every evening, and we try to also have family meals as well, because that does help with keeping eating disorders at bay. About 25% studies have shown 25% less eating disorders with family dinners at night. And we also really try to teach our kids that we don't we don't restrict foods and there are no labels labels on foods like we don't say this is good food and this is you know this is really bad food you know so as i said going back to the junk food we have some foods that are definitely processed in our house that my kids can go for whenever they want i think we've discussed this before that you know i i grew up in a house where we didn't we weren't allowed to have junk food And so therefore my brother and I would go to our friends' homes and eat all the food there, all the processed foods there, and then come home and really not feel great about that. So we try not to, in my family and with my clients as well, to demonize food. We try to normalize it and say it's here, but here are some other healthy choices. And But when you want it, it's not a big deal. Go and get it. So I really think it comes down to shopping right. You're going to eat right. Cook in front of your kids, have your kids cook, use utensils, you know, knives, you can watch them, they can use the stove, you can watch them, let them become independent with that, and never demonize food. And also then just praise your kids when they're, you know, eating that carrot that they don't particularly love or the peppers and you just say, oh, you know, well done, good try. You know, and we can try all sorts of different fruits and vegetables next time. Anything you you see, we can buy, chop it up and, and have a taste. So really those, I feel like those are like the priority in our family, which I tried to teach my clients for over 30 years that, you know, it's very simple and straightforward. But really, you know, those are sort of the the, the rules of, of our household. And I feel that my kids have now, you know, they've expanded their food intake and they know that they can have really healthy diet along with some processed foods. And the processed foods really aren't that meaningful in their life anymore because they know they can have it and then they just move on. And, it, and it's an occasional thing that they have in their life. So those that's really sort of how we've lived our lives, you know, in that in that sort of manner. 
Well, all great ideas. I mean, I think you're a testament since your kids are older now and it seems like they're very well adjusted in terms of their um, food choices and eating. So it sounds like um, a good approach, especially like the not demonizing and restricting because uh, as we previously discussed in our household, that was not the case. And me and my siblings would also like, you know, anytime we were outside the house, read pantries and things like that. Also, I remember I babysat and I used to, when I would babysit, I would, you know, eat like all the junk food because I didn't have any in my house. And I think that it was like the forbidden fruit. If we had had it, I think that we would have felt less restricted. And so I think that's a wonderful approach. And obviously it's worked well for your family. Yes. I used to do the same thing babysitting as well. I mean, it's like we have mirror images of our lives growing up because I was restricted. I would then binge at other people's homes and feel ashamed about that. And I I actually discussed this many years ago with my brother and he was like, yeah, I did the same. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. It wasn't just me. And when I discussed this with my husband, you know, I was like, I was really restricted and you weren't and you're okay with food. And I wasn't okay like this. Mm -hmm. So how about if we have a happy medium? And he was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And don't never, never, you know, demonize food. He said, just never ever do that because that, that creates serious issues. So it's kind of worked in our family and with my clients now, but also my, my son in middle school, my older son in middle school, he had some problems with food and his weight gain and all of that. So that was, that was a tough go. You know, we had a couple of years of a tough time with him until he came to realize that he had to make the changes, but that was very hard as a parent to keep quiet. Yeah, three years, you know, so that was tough. That was really hard. Yeah, that 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 is really hard as a parent. I and in fact, that was like my next question because one of my friends is grappling with that now because her she has a daughter who's in middle school and she gained a lot of weight recently. And of course, she wants to be supportive of her daughter, but it's hard not to say. She's finding it hard not to say something. And so, I wanted to ask you about that as well. If you have any suggestions about the best approach in a situation like that. Yeah. So, you know, listen, as I said, I went through that for about three to four years with my son and it really hurt us inside. We didn't know how to handle it really. I mean, even though I deal with this daily, when it comes home to you, it's, it's tough. So we did get in touch with the pediatrician. So we said, you know, bring them in during um, an annual checkup. And we thought that was a good start that the pediatrician sat down with him alone. I was, I was not there and said, you know, what's going on with food? What's going on with your exercise? And I think this pediatrician was great because he normalized for my son saying, you, you feel like you're overweight. Cause he mentioned to us that he felt like he was overweight. And he said, listen, you're going to go through a growth spurt and there are tons of hormones going on now too. And you need He actually said you need calories and fat and fat around, you know, your waist and your top area for growth. So he he explained that in a medical way to my son. So my son actually felt better. But then all he said to my son was, do what you're doing with food. Just make sure you're getting in enough fruits and you're getting enough vegetables and some whole grains. You know, he went through all of that, the good proteins. And you can, you know what you could do? You could also watch maybe your portion sizes. So the, our pediatrician, and I, and I really understand that a lot of doctors don't understand about good health and nutrition, but this one did, fortunately. 
So then my son came home and said, okay, mommy, we need to, you know, change a few things around. I said, if you're ready, let's do it. And he said for him, it was cooking. So I said, we cook together, but let's cook together even more. The fruits, the vegetables, whole grains, protein. So we're cooking together and then showing your child that portion sizes can matter. You know, that maybe not a whole bag of pasta at once is is necessary for the body, that you can definitely have pasta. We don't demonize carbohydrates. We love carbohydrates. Very important for fuel for your brain and for your muscles, especially for growing kids. You know, that there are certain maybe portion amounts that we can work on. And what we also did was maybe we said, let's exercise a bit more. So you can exercise with your kid. You can run around with them more, take them to the park, do fun exercises, uh, you know, streaming videos now. There's tons of things to do with that. But, you know, really very important never to say anything negative about food, about their intake, because, again, they're just going to eat in private and they're not going to come to you unless they're ready. And if you feel that, they are being excessive with their food or the other way around, if they're not even getting enough and there's not much you can do, I highly suggest you do get in touch with a specialist, an eating disorder specialist, a therapist, because I I deal with a lot of patients with eating disorders and the therapist together with a nutritionist is very, very helpful. But again, if you cook together, talk about healthy eating, a lot of kids don't drink enough water and they're exhausted throughout the day because they are dehydrated or a lot of times you're dehydrated and then you think you're hungry. So you need to talk to your kids about drinking enough water, not drinking sports drinks, which again, my sons got into sports drinks. And we had to sit them down and say, okay, occasionally a sports drink is fine, but water is really the best thing to drink. And after a school or working out, milk is a great thing to drink for your muscles or even chocolate milk. So they didn't realize any of this. So just open up a discussion, stay active. And also, we also believe in our family, which is so hard, especially with teenagers. I have a 17-year-old, sleep. So studies have shown that Teenagers who do not get enough sleep tend to overeat and, you know, right? Or run. Adults too. Adults too. (laughs) Exactly. So if you help your teen to prioritize sleep, I think that's helpful. I, I, again, I have a 17 year old and he does like to go to bed at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we we discussed this, but he said that he is trying to change that to 11 p.m., but he knows that affects the way he feels. And it also really, he's noticed affects his eating habits. So, Mm -hmm. you know, these are, these are all the things to think about, but you don't want to make any negative disparaging comments about their body and about their food intake. And also what's going on in social media now, seeing all these kids with you know, taking selfies and that, you know, these models that they see or people that they see that don't, you know, filters, and that's not really what a body looks like. So I think you have to open up discussion a little bit with your child about, about how unrealistic social media is and, you know, how that really can affect eating habits. Yeah, that's a good point because it's especially, I think it's good that we both have boys because it's it's much, I've, I think it's much harder in girls in terms of social media. That's been my experience. I, I, I mean, I think boys are affected by it too, but not to the same extent as girls because <sighs> girls are posting on the internet 
you know, pictures and bikinis and midriff showing. And so it's hard, you know, because, and a lot of them are filtered. So you don't know what you're seeing. You don't know if it's true. And I I definitely agree. And and I also, um, I think it's really important to what you said about having the pediatrician speak to your child and not you, because I think in general, that's always a better approach, even if it's just tutoring your child or something like that. I think it's better to have someone else as opposed to you speak to the child. Completely. And, I, I, you know, our pediatrician, he took blood. He said, let's see what's mm-hmm. going on. You know, he mm-hmm. did a full exam. You, you know what? Sometimes there are medical issues going on. It, it is unlikely. It is mm-hmm. unlikely. But we, you know, coming from medical backgrounds, we were like, yeah, let let the doctor get involved here. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And then I also feel like if the doctor feels like they can sometimes open up to the doctor, your own child more than you a little yes. bit. They can mm-hmm. say, oh, I have a therapist that's really great with, you know, trying to figure out body image and food. How about seeing the therapist? And, you know, a lot of therapists are on insurance. So I think that's very helpful as well to a lot of families in the United States. So, you know, it, it, it really is a good go-between, you know, yeah. rather than you're with your child and, you know, they're very, very sensitive, the teens, yes. you know, the preteens to the teens, to every little thing you say and everything you say is wrong, you know, yeah. so we've been there, done that. And eventually they do come back to you for advice. But mm-hmm. again, it's, it's a matter of, of how you say things to them. It's tough. It's a very yeah. tough situation. Very tough. No, that, that. Yeah, no, that that's very true. I 100% agree. <laughs> I have two teenagers too, so everything you're saying, oh. you're preaching to the choir. I, oh I, I definitely. Goodness. Yes, and I also think it's good for you you to validate your child. You know, I I as I said when my son came to me, I was like, you know, he's not. He's really not that overweight. I mean, I I don't, but I couldn't say that. You know, right. I had to say, oh, I, I hear you, and this is tough, and I think you're going through some big stuff right now. Let's let's get in touch with the doctor, and then let's figure this out. You know, and that it's it's hard. It's hard for these teens to to like their bodies. You know, and yeah, see, and that that will come eventually, but it has to be done. You know, and talked about in the right way, and no judgment, no judgment. Right. That's very hard for us parents. Very tough. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, we want the best for our kids and, and it's hard to be, an, to be an overweight child. So, you know, if you, if you see that happening to your child, of course you want what's best for them for so many reasons, not just aesthetic reasons, also for health reasons. And, you know, but there's, I think the other thing you mentioned that was, I found to be really helpful was um, the fact that it has to really come from within the, you know, cause no one's going to do anything about their health or their weight if they don't want to, like whether it's a kid or an adult, I think that, you know, it has to really be internal. So, you know, and I found that, you know, I find that with clients that I deal with all age groups, the teens and and up, but, you know, personally, that's what exactly what happened to with my son when he was ready. And it took about three to four years and he Mm -hmm. wanted to go through what, you know, as I said, all, you know, the different food groups, and we just kept it really, really simple. And when he sat down with me, and I, and I had to keep my mouth shut a lot, yeah. to tell him simply what he needs to do. I said, just make a couple of these changes, and you're going to be off to the races. And he, and he did. And he was. And, um, but to this day, he's very sensitive, you know, very, very sensitive. So yeah, um, yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's you, you try your best. And as you said, you, you only want the best for your child. And we, we make a ton of mistakes. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I just think that if you keep an open dialogue with your kid and you keep the right fruits and vegetables and whole grains and proteins and all that in the house, do quick and easy, simple meals, they are going to have a super healthy lifestyle, you know, just by just by mirroring what you do at home. Yeah, no, that's true. The modeling, the good modeling, the right behaviors is definitely a really important approach as well. Exactly. So all great suggestions. Thank you. Um, and then the only other question I have for you is um, kind of like the inverse of what we were talking about. What about um, someone who has body dysmorphia? For instance, my friend's daughter is actually very thin, but she calls herself fat. So what do you do in a situation like that? If And especially, I, you know, girls today, I think they just feel such pressure to look a certain way and, and, you know, but if you know that your child is describing themselves wrong, like what, what's the best approach for something like that? Right. So I, I see this, you know, daily in my practice. And I I think the first thing to do with these young women and young men um, that I see more often as well, is that you, you definitely have to validate how they're feeling and they may look thin, even, um, you know, underweight is, you know, you need to just say to them, I know it's it's hard to feel good about your body at times. Um, again, with all the social media, with the selfies, with the filtering, everything you're going through is completely normal. But we need to figure out how to, you know, deal with your body image and that getting in the proper nutrients for, you know, for you to think right at and feel good and have enough energy to get through school for the day or to, you know, make sure that you can play soccer in the afternoon or baseball or go to gymnastics or to a dance class. These are the foods that you should take in during the day. You know, it doesn't have to be every day. It's it's a cumulative effect, nutrition, and that it can be quick and easy and that you can actually eat really well and maintain your lean muscle tissue. You do need a certain amount of fat in, in your body for growth and development. So I think when you discuss this with a young person, you know, you have to validate and say, I hear you. I, I understand what you're going through. And but for you to have a healthy life and for you to feel good, you can eat plenty. And these are the types of foods that you should be getting in. And even with the processed foods, like kids love pizza and they love French fries and burgers and all of that. That's, you know, kids grow up on that. My kids did and my yeah. kids still do. I mean, they still go and I see what they do. No comments. And that, that, but that can be incorporated into a healthy lifestyle. So that's what I try to teach my clients. It's what I tried to teach my kids is that no food is off limits. We will normalize. You just got to normalize things. We'll normalize chocolate. Put, you know, I work with clients. I put chocolate chips in there in, in muffins in the morning. And that's okay. That's not going to, there's no such thing as a perfect food life, you know, a perfect food mm-hmm. habits, eating habits. Um, and that's, it's delicious as well. So if you can just, you know, validate the young person's feeling, show them how, you know, all these types of foods, as as I mentioned, again, the fruits, the vegetables, whole grains, proteins, dairies, all the different types of fats you can be getting in the diet and how delicious and quick and easy it is. Plus, you can also have 
you know, processed foods. And you can eat all of that and maintain a healthy weight and just be really, really healthy. Like if that's what we can focus on, just being really healthy and, and energized. I think that's, you know, you're halfway there along with, if you feel the child is, is, or the young person is not eating enough or eating excessively with a therapist. I 100% believe in therapy along with a nutritionist, a registered dietitian. I think that those two together in a gentle manner can really, really help a young person's life, as well as the parents understanding that they have to back off. Yeah. Yeah. Just really, Mm -hmm. it's it's keeping your mouth shut is, as a parent, is the hardest thing to do. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. All of that combined with, you know, just, not really discussing maybe that much about food at home, just putting it out there, all the different types of foods. And again, if you need help with the nutritionist, with your pediatrician, in a calm, gentle manner with the kids. And then they they can really, they can, they can navigate their way, you know, and I've seen, I've seen tons and tons of kids, you know, end up with a really good, healthy eating habits just by the parents backing off and calming down about food. And they, they, they tend to figure it out. They really do. Okay. So, so, so if you're, if for instance, for instance, if, so if um, your son or your daughter, cause you're right. I mean, I think that what you said about you're seeing more boys, I think that's interesting. And I think I, I definitely even see that in with my kids, because I remember during the pandemic, we went to dinner, a bunch of moms and my son at the time was, I guess he was like 13 and I was probably maybe eight moms and three moms said their sons are like very consumed with their weight. And it might've been, the reason why I mentioned the pandemic is it might've been the fact that they were home and had, you know, much more time on their hands and, you know, just were sitting around a lot. One mom said her son became like very consumed and he was always uh, lifting weights and exercising. And so I, I, you know, I thought that was interesting that it was affecting boys as well, because you you hear about it more in girls, but as you said, it happened with your son and and I'm aware of of boys having it as well. But anyway, going back to what you said, you were saying that you should um, like validate how they're feeling. So if, if your child's, you know, is very thin and says, and and actually one of the moms who, whose son, the one who was weightlifting a lot, he was a very, very thin kid uh, always. And so in a situation like that, you should just validate the fact that, you know, I, I'm not sure if he articulated to her that, you know, he felt that, but my friend's daughter who is, you know, struggling with that now, and she doesn't know really how to address it with her because she's very thin. So you're saying you should just validate the feelings and, yeah. you know, basically yes. say, you know, I understand you feel this way. And then maybe, I mean, should you su- then say, do you want to talk to someone about it or? Yes, yes, completely. So okay. I, I really think if you're, if you're, if your son or daughter is too thin or, you know, something's going on there, you can, and they discuss it with you. That's a thing too. Some kids are very, very private and they won't discuss yes. it, but the ones right. who try to open up to their parents, you for, for a parent to say, um, oh, don't be ridiculous. You look perfectly fine. And actually, you know, you, you look, you're slim. Like what, what's, what's wrong with that? Or, you know, right. or the child is overweight and they say, oh, you know, I need to, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You know, right. that's going to cause an argument right, right away. Right. 
And then you're not, they're not going to come to you again with any feelings or emotions that they're having. They're coming to you because, or you are concerned to, you know, to, you need to validate, you know, and say, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And I know this is, it's very hard to like your body um, at, at certain times, especially in the teenage years, like not saying that, you know, but we right. should understand teenage years they're you know, they're very, they can be very into their bodies and their looks, you know, at that, at that point in their lives and just say, I hear you. I understand you. And, and things must be, it, it, it's tough for you. How, how do you think we can figure this out? What, what are your thoughts? And if they say, well, I'm really struggling, you can say, well, why don't we go and see the doctor and see what the doctor says? And, you know, because that's a good starting point. I feel always a pediatrician. I hope they're well-versed in nutrition and, and emotions for kids, which ours were, thank goodness, and say, okay, I I think they need a checkup and maybe discuss with the pediatrician the concern before the child goes in and then Mm -hmm. let the pediatrician come to you and say, um, okay, maybe if you can incorporate these kinds of foods or cook more or go shopping with the the child more, see how that goes for a couple of months. But if Mm -hmm. you do feel that the child's gaining more weight or losing more weight, then you can get a registered dietitian in your area or you can ask the pediatrician, they have loads of resources to go and sit with the child and see what's going on with a therapist. I always suggest, you know, whenever I get in young people with eating disorders, I make sure they're with a therapist and then I can work directly with the therapist. And I actually also work with many doctors in New York City, too, that they get in touch with me and say, "Okay, you know, the bloods have been drawn. This is going on. And I can see where, like, literally their vitamin D level is or where, you know, a lot of these girls and now boys are anemic. They're not getting enough, you know, chicken, fish or meat in. So they're anemic and, or they want to become vegetarians to become super clean eaters, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I work with the doctors to say, okay, this is how, what we need to eat to, to get up your iron stores. So that's very important. So I would say, start with the pediatrician and, and they can always, you know, get back to you and then you can move on to a therapist. But again, validating your child's feelings is is what they need to hear just say I understand I hear you this is it's tough it's tough navigating social media it's tough seeing your friends who can maybe eat a lot and never gain any weight you know those those type of kids or you know I understand you want to with with the young men I want you want to have more lean definition in your muscles well you know drinking all these protein drinks all day long actually not that great let let's let's get some help here you know so if you do that with them I think that really I've seen a lot of 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 young people do very very well with the pediatricians involved and therapists and nutritionists and if you feel that that's what your kid needs yeah no I I think that's that's a a good approach is first the pediatrician too because you also probably don't want to pathologize it if it's not something to be pathologized and you know and and make you know so I, I think that's a great idea to start with the pediatrician and then just see what happens. Thank you so much. And so um, my last question was, what would be your top three pearls of wisdom you'd like to pass on about raising well-adjusted and healthy children? Okay, well, wait, so healthy eaters. I'm not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yes, but healthy eaters. Coming back to, you know, turning around and coming back to where I started really is that I, I believe and my husband believes that shopping really 
helps kids shopping right, you're going to eat right. So it really helps kids to maintain a, a good, healthy, balanced lifestyle that they see from you. You know, as I said, like we took our kids shopping, they would go in the shopping carts and they would grab berries and start eating them. So we would discuss why berries are healthy or why they fuel your brain. So if you shop right, you're going to eat right. And also keeping those foods that you shop for in the front of the refrigerator. I know it sounds really simple, but keep things in the front, put a fruit bowl out. So those are the kids. Kids tend to just grab what they see. So if you make it accessible, the, the healthier foods, they're going to get it and grab it. Cooking with your kids, I think, is really important because that, you know, eventually when they're 17, 18, they're going to leave home. We hope some some do return. And that if you teach them to cook quick and easy, delicious, really satisfying, healthy meals, they'll, they'll take it into adulthood. So that cooking with your kids when they were little, when they are little, I'm talking about like two years old, you can start chopping, showing them how to use the stove, showing them how to use a knife, very important. And also never, you know, third and last is never demonize food. We need to learn in this society to normalize food from, from cookies, cakes, ice cream to chicken, fish, meats, uh, berries, whole foods, just, just normalize food, not a big deal, be more relaxed and never food shame. You know, that's really one of the, one of the things that we discuss in our family as well is that no foods off limit, enjoy, and just let's try to get in good, healthy food throughout the day um, with little bits of sweets and, and, you know, enjoyment as well. So I really think those three are the, the top three pearls of wisdom I can offer you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Janine. This has been very helpful. I really appreciate it. And I think you gave um, some awesome suggestions. So I I think it's great. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. Get moving.